All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to, I guess, I guess you could call this season two of Couple of Sixes. This is the 2023-24 NFL season. Um, we're going to get into it with like our predictions for awards, like for the beginning of the year, how we're going to have teams seated, just overall things for the season start. The first game's tonight, uh, Lions versus Kansas City. We both I, have Lions, Lions winning. winning. Yep. Arjun does too. Um, let's get right into it. Okay, so uh, obviously my name is Arjun, and pretty much what we're going to be doing first is we're going to be going through both conferences and just not ranking the teams, but like how we think the seeding is going to end up at the ball at the end of the season, one through fifteen, uh, and giving like a sort of not a record prediction, but like a record what record like a record range because uh i we haven't really looked at the schedules and predicted each game individually but this just seems like uh, how many wins each team is going to get at the end of the season correct and you guys know me i'm kind of a casual so our team's kind of going to be leading this i'll give my input where necessary like where i think i can touch in a little bit but overall he's going to be leading it Okay, yeah. So do you want to start off with who we have as the one seed for both conferences? Sure, let's do it. Okay. So in the AFC, we have the Jaguars, 13-4. and four, And for the 49 and for the NFC, sorry, we have the 49ers at 14-3. and three. So um, the reason that... We have the Jaguars as the one seed. Well, uh, quick spoiler, we have the Chiefs at number two also as a 13-4 and four win team. But I have the Jaguars beating the Chiefs in week two, which would be that tiebreaker game. Uh, and I also, like, I think the Jaguars are going to start off hot at the beginning of the season because the Chiefs are dealing with a Travis Kelsey injury. He won't be playing tonight. And their receiving options and, like, depth around Patrick Holmes outside of Kelsey is the worst it's been so far. So I have the Jaguars starting off 2-0 and and the Chiefs starting off 0-2. Obviously, the Chiefs are still the best team in the conference, so they'll be able to pick it up. But they'll I kind of have them playing like behind the Jaguars all season. And the Jaguars are a really good team from top to bottom uh, with – they have a great coach, Doug Peterson, who tur- sort of turned around the culture last year from Urban Meyer. Uh, they have, in my opinion, a next season is going to be a top five quarterback in the league. They gave him a new wide receiver in Calvin Ridley, and the defense was really a long, uh, really young last season and should only only get better. Yeah, they're definitely taking the right steps to where they need to be. So I think that's good by the management. Yeah. And- Especially since last season, they started off really slow and then worked toward winning the division. I think they're going to carry that momentum into this season. Exactly, yeah. They were kind of feeling it out last year, but now they know exactly what they need to do. So, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll see something good. And then, do you want to talk a little about the 49ers? Um, sure. I mean, of course, we know the defense. It's always always good defense. They've always had a good defense. Um. In terms of offense, we got Trey Lance back, right? 
He got traded to the Cowboys. Their quarterback is Brock Purdy. All right, didn't know that, but we know how we know how he plays, Brock Purdy. So we saw him in the playoffs last season. Uh, he was serviceable enough to win them a couple of playoff games, but the main story is Kyle Shanahan, who's the play caller, and then they have Debo Ayuk, uh, McCaffrey, George Kittle. Even their backup running back, Elijah Mitchell, is really good. So they have a ton of fast, shift, uh, shape, uh, shifty weapons for Kyle Shanahan to be able to use in his play calling. And then they also have the best alignment in the entire league, Trump Williams, who they're able to do fun stuff with him in the run game. Uh, and he's also a really powerful run blocker for Brock Purdy's blind side, the left side. And, and then, yes, we talked about the defense. Yeah. But what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, and of course the defense. Yeah. They have Defensive Player of the Year, Nick Bosa. Uh, they have the best linebacker duo in the entire league with uh, Fred Warner. And then I'm blanking on the other guy's name, but uh, it was, I don't know. He was also really good. Uh, and then they had that safety uh I think his name is Tolona, Toloa Hufunga, who's Samoan. He had a really good start to the season, but he sort of started playing subpar towards the end of the year, but he was also a really good piece. And then their secondary isn't the most notable secondary, but when you have a defensive line as good as the – and linebackers as good as the 49ers, it doesn't hurt them that much. Exactly, yeah. They can adjust to whatever. Yeah, and the linebacker I was thinking of was Dre Greenlaw, who is one of the better linebackers in the entire league. So, most teams only have one surface linebacker. They have a top five linebacker and then a really good second option as well. Exactly. So, that's the one seed in each conference. I already said the two seed, the Chiefs, reigning Super Bowl champs. They have Patrick Mahomes. They are a little banged up to start the year, so I feel like they will start the year just a tiny bit slow, but obviously they'll pick it up. I have them, uh, the only two games I have them losing other than the first two games of the season are in-division games, so I feel like they're just going to steamroll everybody again. Nothing's really changed. Uh, Chris Jones holding out is obviously a big deal, but with Mahomes and Kelsey, they're just a walking a walking, like, 13-12 win team. I mean, this might be the season they struggle the most. That's why I don't have to win the one seed, or winning the one seed, but they're still obviously one of the better teams in the AFC. Correct. Sorry, I'm not doing too much input here. I'm just finishing up an email. Uh, and then... Do you want to sort of say who we have the two seed in the NFC as? Sure. So, at the two seed, we have the Eagles. And honestly, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise why we have the Eagles up there. Um, we saw how they did last season, despite like the bumps in the road along the way. They came back strong at the end of the year. And you saw what happened in the playoffs. So, 
Yeah, last season when they Jalen Hurts was playing, they only had one loss all season uh, to the Commanders, who they're obviously a better team then. Uh, they did lose some pieces in defense, like uh, their safety, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who now plays on the Lions. They lost Miles Sanders, but they did replace him with uh, Penny Hardaway. And somebody else who I'm completely blanking on. Uh, I think just Penny Hardaway. Uh, and they still have Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, the best O-line in the league, in my opinion. So even losing Miles Sanders, their run game should be serviceable, especially with Jalen Hurts' legs, one of the three best rushing quarterbacks or four best rushing quarterbacks in the entire league. Uh, and then the defense, obviously. Jordan Davis last season was a rookie. He didn't play that big of a role. His role should increase, and I expect him to do good because he was a really good prospect coming out of Georgia, and he's really athletic and uh, fast for someone of his size. And then they still have Gary Slay, who and James Bradbury, who I think are very good corner is a very good cornerback duo, one of the five best cornerback duos in the entire league. So with that D line up front and then the cornerbacks, they should the defense should be still really good. Uh, I have a slight drop off in wins for them, just because most of the year the team that loses the Super Bowl struggles a little bit. Um, but I still see them winning the division. They're loaded uh top to bottom and talent on both sides of the ball and they have really good coaching stuff. So Yeah, and also it was kinda of, they came out new last season. So teams now kind of know Yeah, now they kinda of know how they play. Of course I think they can make the adjustment. That's why we have them at the two seed. Mm-hmm. But those other teams are more accustomed to what they're gonna ex- like what they should be expecting now. Yeah, especially because uh, they really, like, this is a cliche thing in sports, but they really do have, like, the leadership or the leaders in the locker, the leaders in the locker room in order to prevent, like, a major slump after losing the Super Bowl. They have Jason Kelsey, a long-time veteran, and then if you hear all the locker room stories about Jalen Hurts, and, like, after the Super Bowl, he was telling his teammates that they, like, they should feel obligated to blame Jalen Hurts for not winning that game. You see the type of guys in that locker room. You can, like, this is just a team that doesn't seem like they're going to fall off a massive cliff. Yeah, correct. Okay, so that's both reigning Super Bowl champs at the uh, at the two seed. Uh, the three seed winning the AFC and the NFC North. Uh, we have the Bengals at 12-5 and five and the Lions, who play tonight at 11-6. Uh, if you want to touch on either of those teams. All right, sure. Lions. Uh, you know, I got Jameer Gibbs on my fantasy team, and I'm excited to see how he plays tonight. He he is starting, correct? Yeah. Uh, I'm not checking on that. Okay, yeah. So it should be, see, it should be good to see how he fits into this, into this lineup. Hopefully breakout year. All right, starting good. Yeah, whatever, whatever that's called. Uh, yeah, hopefully he, he has a very good rookie season and I don't know who else was who else was uh drafted this draft, but my my rookie of the year, no matter how good the other people are, I'm going for him. Yeah. So um, Is that like a really bad take? Let me know. No, no, he's a good running back. He's just okay, okay. Yeah. So 
on the offensive side, they obviously added Jameer Gibbs, like you talked about, and uh, David Montgomery, like you talked about. Oh, that's who went to the Eagles. Uh, DeAndre Swift. Sorry. Okay. DeAndre Swift is the running back last season. He's on the Eagles now. Uh, so last season they were statistically a top five offense in the league. They have a top three line in the league, in my opinion. Uh, led by Jonah Jackson, Penny Sewell, and uh, I think their center is Frank Wright now. And then their wide receiver core is decent enough with uh, Amon Ra and Marvin Jones. But then they also have Jamison William coming six games into the season, being suspended. Last season, him and Jerry Goff weren't really able to connect on some deep balls because Jamison Williams faster than pretty much any receiver Goff has ever thrown to. But I expect with 11 games that somewhere in there, he's going to find his rhythm and start connecting to him. The offense really was was good last year. The big talking point is the defense. The rookies last year with the uh, Aiden Hutchinson uh, were leading the pack were really good. They had a rookie uh, duo get 10 sacks each last season. And then they added CJ Gardner-Johnson into the secondary. And it's not... Last year, the secondary was kind of terrible. But this season, adding CJ Gardner-Johnson, and I think they also added Cam Sutton from the Steelers. It should be more serviceable. And with the rookies taking a step up, the defense realistically can only get better. And the team that went 98 last season after starting out a bit rough and finding the rhythm towards the end of the season, making a playoff push, only getting better, to me means that this is the season they finally win their division, especially since I suspect that the rest of the teams in the division take a little step back. Yeah, honestly, I agree. I think it's I think it's their time. I do. Yeah. Uh, and then, do you want to talk about the Bengals? Um, sure. So, of course, we got the notable people. We got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Their defense is fairly good. Uh, of course, they have the other offensive weapons, that receiver and stuff. They've, they're always just an overall good team. So, it really shouldn't be surprising how far up they are. Yeah, last season, uh, they started off like 1-3, one 1-4. and, three, one and four. Burrow had some horrible games against Pittsburgh, against uh, the Cowboys. He just wasn't finding his rhythm early on. And then as the season progressed, I know we said this a lot, but uh, the team really started to catch on at the end there and almost made a push for the one seed. Uh, Obviously, the DeMar Hamlin situation happened during that game, and then the Chiefs had to... The Chiefs didn't end up losing, so it didn't matter, but uh, they made a push, and they absolutely dominated the Bills in the playoffs as well. Uh, so I just think the Bengals are a better team than the Bills always have been, and uh, they match up really good against the Chiefs, who, even though we have them as a two-seed, are the team to beat in the division. The defense, they did lose Jesse Bates, who is one of the better safeties in the league. Uh, he wasn't a top three safety in the league like he was the year prior last season, but he was still a really good piece. But with Trey Hendrickson leading that D-line uh, and Eli Apple finally gone, they have a pretty decent defense, but the offense is the main uh, focal point, of course. 
And at the fourth seed, you want to talk about any of those teams? Yeah, so we can talk about the round out who we have winning the divisions. We have the AFC East, the Bills winning it at 12-5, and five, same record as the Bengals. And the Falcons being the worst division uh, winner of the season at 9-8. and eight. Uh, I'll start off talking about the Falcons. So the Falcons, they have Desmond Ritter, who's a second-year quarterback, and uh, I really just like that division is really bad, and out of all the teams, the Falcons have the highest ceiling to me, so that's why I can see them easily winning the division uh, because we know who Baker is, and at this point in his career, we know who Derek Carr is, and we know who Michael Thomas is. Uh, so I don't really like see how the Saints and Bucks could really get any better than they already are. Desmond Ritter is a question mark. Drake London has only his room to improve after having a decent rookie year. Uh, he, if Desmond Ritter can be an upgrade from Marcus Mariota, he should put up better stats and play better. Kyle Pitts was really underutilized, underutilized last season, so he should also uh, have better stats and have a bigger impact on the offense overall. They drafted my rookie of the year pick, Bijan Robinson, who should really help that run game. And having a good run game is really important for a rookie quarterback or a young quarterback like Tasman Ritter. The Falcons' defense has always really like been really bad, but uh, they added Calais Campbell. They have Grady Jarrett, so they last season I think they were last in quarterback pressure. This season I think they can be slightly closer to middle of the pack. And then adding, well, having AJ Terrell and then having Jeff Okuda, who did have a good start of the season last year for the Lions and could potentially bounce back in a new environment. And then adding Jesse Bates as well. Uh, the defense, I think, should only get better. And then having a seven-win season last year and then improving at the quarterback and improving at defense, I think they won the division considering all the other teams got worse or added a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I think you actually said it perfectly. Yeah, so do you want to talk about the Bills? Sure. So we got the power offense, Josh Allen's, Fun Diggs. Uh, that duo, of course, we're going to see throughout the year. I think they're going to come off strong, and they're going to kind of keep it throughout the year. Uh, there's not too many faults to that team. Of course, the defense is excellent. Coaching. I'm not too sure, honestly. Sean, Mc, Sean McDermott's a good coach. He's always been a good coach. Yeah, so there's not, like, it's a pretty consistent team. Josh Allen's very consistent. So it's but, good to, like, their faults, like, they don't really have too many faults on the team. They're overall just a good team, and you well, do have those highlight players. They don't have any glaring faults, but the reason that they aren't up there, or they're still winning their division, obviously, but the reason I don't have them up there with, like, the Jaguars, Chiefs, and Bengals is obviously those are the four best quarterbacks or four of the five best quarterbacks in the division, in my opinion. Uh, but the Bills' offense out of the uh, four of them is the most one-dimensional to me. Uh, the Chiefs, obviously, they have the best quarterback in the divisions or best quarterback in the league, so – they're allowed to be sort of like one-dimensional, but even they still have a running game. When the 
Bill's running game, like in the beginning of the game, doesn't work out. They only like in the second half, you'll just see pass after pass after pass after pass. And that could cause them to lose some games just because, like, maybe Josh Allen, like, turns the ball over because he is prone to turn the ball over a couple times because you're forcing him to make so many big plays because you don't have a serviceable running back to be able to take some pressure off of him. That's why I do still think they're as good as the other three teams, but they will lose more games just because, like, being one-dimensional will cause you to make more mistakes and cause, like his mistakes will lead them to lose games. Yeah, that's true. You know, I actually never thought about it that way. They need to open up more, like, offensive. They just uh, don't have the uh, the players to do that. But And it's not Josh Allen's fault because everyone sees that, like, he's leading the league in turnovers, but some of it is on, like, the play style that he's forced to play by his team. Yeah, exactly. That's like, that's really what comes down to like the fault. Like there can be no faults, but you can still not be a good team because of stuff like that. Stuff like your offense, it's not the best. So you don't have all those options. You kind of just, you're stuck to that one dimensional play style. Yeah. So uh, that's who I have rounding at the division winners. I think that's a pretty good order. Uh, and I also think the way we ordered it is, like, not necessarily the best team to the worst team. Because if we had to rank it the best team to the worst team, it'd be Chiefs, Bengals, Jaguars, Bills. Not Jaguars, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars also just have an easier division than the other three teams. So they'll be able to, like, pick up some easy wins where the Bengals and even the Bills now with the addition of Aaron Rodgers in New York have like two of the toughest divisions in the entire league. But yeah. um, now we can go on to who we think is going to be our wild card teams. Uh, do you want to start us off with the five? Um, yeah, sure. So, actually, how do you want me to do this? Just say both teams in the five seed. Okay. Ravens Cowboys. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? I'll do the Cowboys. Honestly, I don't know too much about them. Um, I know they've now acquired Trey Lance. Which, yeah. honestly, I don't know how that's going to fit in with the He's, whole the whole offense. This starter's Dak still. He's just a backup. Oh, he's just a backup. Okay. What? Oh, actually, I do remember when that happened. Okay. So, yeah, that's going to be quite interesting to see him on the bench. Because, honestly, he was, like, predicted to be pretty good when he, before he got hurt. Right? Yeah, he, um, yeah, he was the third pick in the draft. He had more upside than Justin Fields. Obviously, from the beginning, the projected one and two have always been Fields, or Trevor Lawrence and Fields. So him going number two is a big surprise, but he's always had more upside. He has a big arm. He has, he was like projected. I mean, everyone says this about a quarterback who's like went to a small college and was raw, but he was projected to be a Josh Allen type of guy. Or like, yeah. you could even see okay. the throws he made in the preseason and some people were comparing him to Holmes. 
Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you could really like ruin a whole career over just something like that. Like having Dak starting who, in my opinion, shouldn't even be <laughs> in the league. But never mind starting. You know, I'd rather like I'd rather have Trey Lance start in terms of like the team unless they're getting him warmed up to like how the offense works and all that. But to take like you know a whole... who Dak is? Okay, he's good, but like, isn't he like, isn't he an old head? Shouldn't Who? he be like retiring? Is Dak not old? Wait, hold on. No. Wait, wait, is he not? No. Hold on, you're making me look up his age now. He's like okay, twenty-six. He's actually... No, he's thirty. But oh, thirty. Okay, never mind. Sorry, guys, I'm sped. We'll uh, hopefully cut this out. Um, not be looking like an idiot. But Dak is good. I mean, yeah. I, maybe it's just because I don't like him. This is his seventh year in the league. I mean, the only great people have with him is seventh year in the league. He's only won one playoff game, and he, other than Josh Allen, he's like the most turnover pro turnover prone quarterback in the league but he still like makes big plays and like sometimes he makes bad decisions yes but he's accurate he has a good arm and he makes the most out of his weapons like we saw Amari Cooper had really good years with him and now CeeDee Lamb is uh, destined to have a breakout season with him so he makes the most out of his weapons and he makes some difficult throws that other quarterbacks in the league can't make I guess I just don't like him yeah, it's it's just me. Fair. Um, but yeah, someone like Trey Lance on the bench that could like that could ruin his whole career just because he doesn't have that same opportunity anymore. Um, I don't know. I, I say trade him. Yeah, get some good yeah. value. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what team would like need a quarterback like him though? Well, he's a good backup to have, considering like. When the all they took to get was a fourth round pick, and someone really wanted him, they could have just offered a third. So I think they'll just keep him on his bench. But the Cowboys with Dak, uh, they have a pretty good receiving core. Uh, or not really. Like they have C.D. Lamb, and then T.Y. Hilton was a serviceable option for them last season. But they really need someone in the future to take the pressure off of C.D. Uh, Dalton Schultz is a good tight end, good enough. He's in that like Dallas Goddard range where they're like, you know who they are. They're serviceable, like him, God, uh, Goddard, T.J. Hawkinson. They can get the job done. And then defense, they have Trayvon Diggs, Demarcus Lawrence. The D line's always been good. The linebackers have always been a question for like the league. Uh, with Van Der Esch. he hasn't really been the player who everyone thought he was going to be. And then the defense has always just been like, it's never been that good. It's never been top tier. So I feel like this is just going to be another season where like, and they were in the off season. They were one of the teams that like got worse. But mm-hmm. I feel like with Dak staying healthy all year, they should be around the same. And last season they were a playoff team. Uh, they were the seven seed but I think the NFC as a whole just got worse 
So I think that can, with Dak being healthy, I can see them being as high as the fifth seed. Yep. Now, do you want to move over to the Ravens? Yes. Um, I think they're better, or they have potential to be better than the Bengals. The only problem I have with them is that normally you can just say, oh, if they're healthy, if they're healthy. For the past three seasons, they've been one of the most injured teams in the entire league. So I don't really see a, if they're healthy, like, avenue for them. Um, the only thing I maybe see, or the only thing I'm counting on, actually, is that Lamar stays healthy. I don't know about the rest of the team, considering they got Odell, who has been coming off a year-long injury now uh, that he suffered in the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know if I trust him to stay healthy. Uh, I don't know if I trust J.K. Dobbins, who's also coming off a year-long injury, to necessarily stay healthy. Their cornerback room has always been decimated by this season. Uh, there was one game where Joe Burrow put out like 500 yards against them because they were playing their third and fourth string quarterback. So I don't know if I trust really Marlon Humphrey or Marcus Peters, Marcus Peters to stay healthy. So that's why I have them. That's honestly the only reason I have them below the Bengals because I feel like they're like two major injuries away from like going from one of the top contenders to just a a bottom tier playoff team. But obviously, all the players at least that are really really good. So if they can like keep it somewhat together for the season, they're gonna be in good shape because Lamar. Uh, in 2019, he was obviously an MVP, and he's only been getting better as a passer. And this is the best receiving core they've ever given him. Mark Andrews, uh, Duvernay, Odell, and now J.K. Dobbins back this season. I see no reason why this shouldn't be a top three offense in the AFC. And then their defense has always been... uh, It's been one of the better defenses in the league. Uh, Them, the Steelers, the Bills, they're like some of the top defenses in the entire league. My only concern with them is that there's really no – I don't see a way where they stay healthy, like the team stays healthy this season. Yeah, as you said, it's like a – it's a big thing that just Lamar stays healthy because yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I have no idea who their backup quarterback is. I'm sure Tyler it's Huntley. Random. Tyler Huntley. But he sounds like a random to me. Last season, they were projected to like be – win their division, and then they just missed the playoffs entirely because, or no, they, sorry, they made the playoffs as the, uh, and they lost the bank, Bengals in the first round because they didn't have Lamar. Uh, they almost won with a backup quarterback, but obviously it's hard when, you know, Lamar is like a tier above Huntley and you're trying to win a game without him. Exactly. So, Big thing for them is health. I still think they're a really good team, and they got way better over the se- uh, over the off season. So, honestly, I can see them as a dark horse Super Bowl winner. Um, my dark horse, my Super Bowl winner, is the Bengals. But I can I can see the Ravens. I I can see the Ravens obviously beating them in the playoffs and winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, so. um, I'm not gonna lie. I do have to run. Uh, can I, I got like a little bit of time left, but I do have an obligation. I have to go film for a class that I'm in. Okay. 
So However, if you want to quickly, how much time do you have? Um, not the most time, but how much? If you want to quickly like just talk about the six and seven seed, then I can wrap it up. All right, sure. So six seed we have Broncos and Seahawks, and seven seed we have Jackson and Giants. So Broncos, obviously, we've got Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Their defense, I'm not sure who they have on their defense. Their defense has always been the top two defense. Last season, they were really good defense. It's just it's hard to uh, not give up a lot of points towards the end when you've been on the field all game because your offense is just three and out, three and out, three and out. But with Sean Payton coaching the team and Russell Wilson having the, – they upgraded the O-line over the offseason. And then uh, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, so they can just stay healthy throughout the season. Uh, I think the offense will be serviceable. And then with a top five defense in the league, with uh, Patrick Sertan, Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, uh, Baron Browning, uh, what's his name for the Cowboys? Joseph Gregory or like Greg Hardy. Yeah, Greg Hardy. The defense should be on paper top five. And with the offense being around top 10, top 15, I can see them easily being a playoff team, especially with – they have such an easy – uh, schedule this season, or in my eyes. There you go. And the Seahawks, to be honest, don't know too much about them this season. They made the playoffs what... last year with Geno, uh, DK, and Tyler Lockett. The team didn't get worse. They added Jackson Smith and Jigma, who's a really good rookie uh, receiver, should only boost the offense. And then I expect Kenneth Walker, who was one of the better uh, rookie running backs last season, him, Brees Hall, and Damian Pierce. Uh, to still be a serviceable running back. So the offense should still be good, and the defense didn't lose any key pieces. They still have Pete Carroll coaching. He's been a really good coach this time career. So I just have them still being the same, not mid, but like above average team they were last season, nothing really changing. Yep. Um, so 17, the Jets. I'll talk about them if you want to talk about the Giants. You can talk about the Jets. Okay. Aaron Rodgers at QB. I'm ready to see something. Um... We got Brees Hall at running back. And so, Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook. So that, that little running back duo, that should be good to see. Um, yeah, and Aaron Rodgers. In terms of their wide receiver weapons, uh, I think they did acquire somebody from the Packers, if I'm not too... Alan Lazard. Yep, there we go. And I think they got one or two other good wide receivers too. At least some Garrett options Wilson. for Aaron Rodgers. Garrett Wilson and, was a, a rookie of the year. Wait, did he win rookie of the year last season? I think he won rookie. Yeah, he won rookie of the year last season. Uh, had a thousand yards with Mike White and Zach Wilson throwing to him. Now with Aaron Rodgers, I could see a breakout season out of him. And with two really, well, Dalvin Cook is on the decline of his career, but two, with two still serviceable running backs who I expect to be good, and a top three defense in the league with uh, last season they were a top two defense in the league. I only expect them to improve from last season, and I expect them to be a playoff team because they could have been a playoff team last season had Zach Wilson not been a disaster. Yeah, and I think their line, their line, I think it got a little better. Uh, I don't know names, but I think they they picked up some good... Yeah, they've they've had a decent old line with uh, Elijah Vera Tucker on the and then 
they've just always had a decent line. Quincy Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm ready to see something from this from them this year. They got Aaron Rodgers. They've always been needing a quarterback, so put him in there. He's got some some right receiver options. You know, Alan Lazard. They still got that little bit of chemistry from the Packers. Yeah. Again, the two good running back du- the running back duo right there. Um, and then the overall good defense. Honestly, they could surprise me this year. They could be more than our predicted eleven and six. Yeah, and then the Giants at ten and seven. Uh, the team really didn't get any work. Like the team didn't get worse anyway. They didn't lose any pieces. Uh, Ryan DeBoer still a great coach. Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley back for a second season. They got Darren Waller, who was actually a big piece uh, last season for the Raiders and should be another good receiving option for Daniel Jones. And then the rookie, Jalen Hyatt. I'm really high on him. I think he's going to have a really good season. The Giants wide receiver core was one of the worst wide receiver cores in the J.I. League last season. So adding Darren Waller and adding Jalen Hyatt to an already good team who had a young line with Evan Neal. Uh, I think Evan Neal should take a step forward, and him and Andrew Thomas can be one of the best tackle duos in the entire league. And that should give plenty of options for Daniel Jones, who is a runner, and Saquon Barkley to make some splash plays uh, that they were missing last season. And then their defense has always been serviceable. They have uh, Dexter Lawrence, who was a really good player last season, one of the better players. He was, like, right outside the Defensive Player of the Year discussions. So I'm excited to see uh, how that D-line performs again. And I think just in terms of, like, in the trenches, O-line, D-line, they should be one of the more imposing teams, which is important in a division that has the Eagles O-line and D-line and the Cowboys O-line and D-line. They'll be able to, like, step up and compete with them this season. Yep. Um, so I'll definitely be tuned in to this game tonight as soon as I get back from my filming journey. But that game, we got the games over the weekend, which hopefully we'll get together for at least some of those. We got Monday night. So hopefully we'll bring you another episode either Tuesday night or it'll be published Wednesday. But I say we record somewhere Tuesday, recap kind of the, the games that just happened and give our predictions for the next week based on how the teams have done. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to check out the the full list, or I'll list it off before uh, uh, after Justin leaves, but if you want to check out the full list, my week one predictions, and then the, uh, my NFL award predictions, go follow me on Twitter, Jokic, and then the number two, and then Sutton is my handle. And then you want to plug your Twitter real quick? Um, I don't even know my Twitter. I think it's XO Vinci. I think, I think so. Um, it's in my. Follow me on there. It's in, yeah, my, yeah, it's it's in my Twitter bio. There we go. It's in his bio. And yeah, you guys make sure to connect with us on there. Um, I think I got my Instagram linked on my Twitter. I'm a lot more active on there. So if you want to see something more personalized there you go and yeah make sure to stay up to date with all of our stuff on his twitter i know he's always going at it reposting commenting stuff 
like that so you guys can always stay informed. Mm. Okay. Make sure so, make sure to make a little post on Twitter, send them over here too. I will. I'll tweet out the podcast. There you go. Okay. So uh I'll quickly do you gotta leave now? Yeah. Okay. So as Justin's leaving, I'll quickly list off uh eight through fifteen in each conference. Not gonna give that much of an explanation, but I'll explain where I feel needed and then I'll end the podcast. All right, so I'll see you guys next week. Okay. So Hold on. All right. Yeah, okay. The 8 through 15, we came up from the AFC with the Browns, Chargers, Dolphins, Titans, and Steelers all going above 500. And then the Texans are seven wins, Patriots are seven wins, Raiders are five wins, and the Colts are four wins to clean up the conference. Um, I feel like having the Texans about the Patriots, uh, I think Caesar Shroud will be good his rookie year and could potentially be win rookie of the year. Uh, same with Bryce Young. I think they'll be like on the same tier. My only concern is that the uh, well, obviously I have them as seven wins, so I have them like being a pretty good team. Uh, my only concern is that Mitch Brandon Cooks is now on the Cowboys, but they still have good receiving options like Tank Dell, who they drafted, and then uh, Nico Collins. But the weapons aren't the flashiest. Damian Pierce is obviously a good running back, and the O line is like with Laramie Tunzel, it's decent enough. That seems like a potential 20 to 25 offense or a, like the top 20 offense. And then the defense, they added Will Anderson. They have Derek Stingley. Uh, they had some, they hired a new guy who should put Derek Stingley in a better position to exceed, succeed. And their head coach, Lovey Smith, uh, I have a lot of faith in him. I actually wanted him to be the Broncos head coach last season. Uh, but I have a lot of faith. Well, I wanted Jim Harbaugh, but Lovey Smith. And I have a lot of faith in him. Or, no, sorry, Sean Payton. Uh, but I have a lot of faith in the Texans. And but I just don't think they have like outright talent to be a playoff team yet. But they're in an easy division and can pick up some wins like that. Uh, and then I have the Raiders being a horrible team and the Colts being a horrible team. Uh, they don't with Jonathan Taylor hold that situation. And they were interested in it's set up to fail and they don't really have any like good options or weapons on that team. Then in the NFC, we have the Packers and Vikings at nine and eight. And then we have 10 through 16 being under 500. We have the Panthers, Commanders, Bears at seven wins, Saints at six wins, Rams at five, Bucks at four wins, and Cardinals at three wins. The Cardinals are set up to be the worst team in the entire league. Kyler Murray missing a person of the season. Absolutely no weapons for their backup quarterback. They traded away D-Hop. They have Hollywood Brown as their wide receiver one. They traded away Isaiah Simmons. They're just setting up to be a really bad team. The Buccaneers, we know who Baker is. Uh, Mike Evans, probably I would predict to get traded some way through the season. Uh, it's just going to be a train wreck. Like I don't see this team 
being any good. And same with the Saints. They have Derek Carr, obviously. But with Michael Thomas, when I said earlier, we know who he is. I mean, like, we haven't seen him play. And I, like, don't see that changing this season. Like, I don't think something's just going to magically change. Uh, and then the Packers and Vikings both missing the playoffs. I have them both at 9-8. Uh, I think the Packers took a step back from last season. They still have really good defense. Obviously, the quarterback play dropped, but it's still good enough to keep them in the same kind of tier. Uh, but I do have them being worse, and their wide receivers aren't, like, the most appealing. Like, Christian Watson was a good rookie last season, and I don't expect the biggest leap out of him just because, like, his quarterback did get worse. But I expect him to be serviceable. And then the Vikings, I didn't believe in them last season. Uh, I picked them to lose the first, but I actually picked them to miss the playoffs. And then when they made the playoffs, I picked them to lose the first game. I think they're like, I think Kirk is good. I think he's top 10 in range. He's like right outside that. Uh, I don't think he's a bad quarterback by any means. And then Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the league. I just... They won so many one-score games last season uh, with a new coaching adjustment. I just, like, one team typically always gets worse, and I just feel like it's going to be the Vikings. Like, I don't have any talking, like, analytics behind me because the team didn't get that much worse. I just, like, don't think their play last season was that sustainable. And I think out of all the playoff teams last season, they're most likely to miss the playoffs. So that's quickly... The rest, uh, how we have the teams ranked 1 through 15 within each conference. Uh, I do have the NFC being an overall worst conference, uh, more bottom heavy. Uh, as I only have like 10 teams having a winning record, and then the rest of the teams being bottom feeders close to the top of the draft. And then for my predictions, I have the MVP being Trevor Lawrence. I think if they can get the one seed over the Chiefs. And with his new weapon in Calvin Ridley, he should have a monster season, and the team should be really good. No reason why he can't win MVP. Offensive player year, I have Jamar Chase winning his first. Uh, I think he'll put up a really good statistical season. Obviously, he has T. Higgins and uh, Tyler Boyd eating some of his like targets and yards, but I, he's still the best player or best playmaker on that offense. And if he can stay healthy all season. I see him scoring a lot of touchdowns, getting a ton of yards, and the Bengals being really good. So I can see him easily winning offensive play of the year. Defense play of the year, I have Miles Garrett winning his first. Last year, Nick Bosa won it. Uh, I think I predicted him winning it or getting second. And I also predicted Micah either winning it or getting second. Uh, I think Micah Parsons could easily win defensive player of the year again. But I do think that Miles Garrett uh, should have his best, one of his best statistical seasons uh and normally they do favor giving it to the linemen rather than linebackers but if micah can continue to put up his like pressures and his like uh coverage he could easily win the award but i think just miles garrett has been consistently good for the past couple of years and this is the season where i think they're finally going to give him the award uh offensive rookie of the year I have B. John Robinson winning it. I could easily see Jameer Gibbs winning it uh, or either the quarterbacks because the award has um, been quarterback heavy a lot of the time. 
But I think Bijan's about to have a monster season, especially under their head coach, uh, who likes running a lot of play action. Uh, and sort of these tricky plays to get easy looks for the uh, quarterback. I think the offense could do really good. And Bijan is going to be the head of that offense as they'll be feeding him a lot. That's why they picked him top 10. Because uh, normally you don't pick a running back top 10 if you don't plan on using him a lot. So they'll be setting the quarterback up for easy looks and they'll just set the offense up to move really nicely and Bijan to be the sort of uh, workhorse of a really good offense. Defensive rookie of the year, I have Will Anderson. Uh, I liked him as a prospect when he came, or Aiden Hutchinson came running up in the uh, Heisman that year. But I felt Will, uh, Will Anderson was more deserving. If you watch the tape at Alabama and look at the numbers from Alabama, he's always been really good and putting up a lot of pressures. Uh, the Texans trade up to get him, so obviously they were, he was their guy the entire time. And I can see him and Derek Singley uh, both having really monster seasons. If they had like a most improved player at the uh, year award, I could see Derek Stingley winning it. But I see Will Anderson doing really good this season. And the coach of the year, I have Sean Payton. Obviously, the Broncos are able to make the playoffs, and Russ is able to have a good season. Uh, most people will really understand that last year was Nathaniel Hackett's fault, and upgrading to Sean Payton is what caused this Broncos team to reach his full potential. So I think Sean Payton is like a shoe-in for coach of the year if the Broncos season goes how I think it's going to go. So that's going to be it for this episode of Couple of Sixes. Uh, and as Justin said, we'll see you next time, probably on Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, talking about the games, recapping the games, predicting next week. So I'll see you all next week.